Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of the Water Cooler. Joining you once again from Millions.co. Look forward to another great stream. Levi is currently trying to join, so hopefully we can get him in here fairly quickly. We've just been having technical difficulties for the time being, so maybe we'll get to see Levi this episode. But there's a lot to talk about this week. Sports has been going pretty steadily, but to get started, as you know, we'll be doing a performance of the day, and I will kick us off with 1992 SummerSlam, Davy Boy Smith versus Bret the Hitman Hart at the Wembley Stadium in front of 80,000 people. Now, the reason I'm picking this as my performance of the day is because in just another week, We will have the first major wrestling show at Wembley Stadium since SummerSlam 1992 with AEW All In. But in 1992, the British Bulldog Davy Boy Smith took on Bret the Hitman Hart in the main event of the second biggest show and third biggest show now in WWE history in a great match. Made all the greater when you realize that the British Bulldog was intoxicated for the entirety of the match and Bret Hart was having to carry him through the entire thing, somehow making it a classic, amazing, great match, which ended with the British Bulldog growing up Bret Hart to win the Intercontinental title in front of his home crowd, his home country, and one of the biggest ovations in WWE history. Levi, are you with me? All right. I can't see you. Can you see me? All right, so Levi is in the chat. Hopefully, he can make an appearance on the big screen. But with that being said, All In Wembley Stadium is next Sunday, and the major matches on that show are going to be CM Punk versus Samoa Joe. They wrestled a couple weeks back, and they are longtime rivals. They had an amazing five-star trilogy of matches decades ago in Ring of Honor early 2000s and so it's kind of crazy to see them over 20 years later still back in the ring duking it out in front of such a massive audience And who knows how it's going to come out. I have a feeling that CM Punk will beat Samoa Joe. I just think they brought him back. He's been having this angle where he's running around with the AEW world title in a baggie. And they wouldn't build him up like that just to have him get beat by Samoa Joe to start with. 
So I don't know where exactly the CM Punk storyline is going to go, but I definitely see him beating Joe at all in. The Young Bucks and FTR are going to be in a tag team match. I don't know. That could, that one could go either way, but I got a feeling FTR is going to win. What's up, Levi? What's up? What's up? So, don't know why not popping up on the big screen, but it's good to have you here with us, even if it is just over the phone. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Good to be back. So, right here talking all in next Sunday. Big pay per view coming up with the w- or AEW. And WWE might be bouncing back. They haven't ran a show in London since SummerSlam 92, which I just did as my performance of the day. And AEW is currently sold out 80,000 seats, selling out more seats than WWE did in 92. So it's looking like they may be making their way back to London as well. So that's exciting stuff. Also exciting, though, is the NBA Hall of Fame just had their induction ceremony a couple days back. And a ceremony headlined by Dwayne Wade, Dirk Nowitzki, Greg Popovich, Tony Parker, and Paul Gasol. What do you think about that? It's kind of crazy because that's the class that, like, we grew up watching all of them for the longest of times. It makes you feel old. All the famous stuff. It just it blows my mind. Now, how would you rank those Hall of Famers? Like, who's the headliner? Who's the worst one in there? Like, how would you compare all of their careers? Uh, so, uh, number one, I, I mean, that's hard to – I would put, I guess, I guess as a player, D-Wade, obviously, I guess you get mm-hmm. to maybe – you could argue Greg Popovich is the greatest one out of that whole list as far as yeah. overall impact goes. That is very true. I mean, Pakistan was in there too, Dirk. So, to give it to D-Wade, just kind of like, mm-hmm. Yeah, play, players get precedent over coaches. But right. I'd probably go D-Wade, Popovich, Dirk, Powell, and Tony Parker. Right. That's pretty much what I was thinking too. <clears throat> yeah, it's, at least the '96 U.S. Olympics team got in too. Shout out to them. Hey, it's about time the true dream team made it into the hall. <laughs> Shout out Jim Valvano as well. Oh, he Jimmy got in the hall. V. Jimmy V, yeah. one of the greatest speeches ever. Mm-hmm. The one of yeah the that is uh very true. Have you seen that thirty for thirty they made about him surviving advance? Uh, no, I never got to watch it. I haven't yet, at least. Yeah, that's one of the classics. That's, I would argue a top 10, probably 30 for 30. Damn. Which they really haven't been making 30 for 30s like they used to. No, they're more or less like Netflix does it now to where like it's like mm-hmm. the undocumented or something like that. Yeah, I saw the one they did on uh, Tim Donahue, the crooked NBA referee, which was really good. Apparently, they left out a lot of stuff that painted Donahue in a more negative light. But still, that's a major NBA controversy that I didn't know much about until I watched the documentary. Right. And that's one of those things, too. A lot of those things, because you don't realize how like deep the situation is until mm-hmm. you watch it. And you're like, what? Yeah, for sure. 
Now, one thing about this Hall of Fame class, that means Dirk and Dwayne Wade will be forever linked. Of course, Dirk had his career high beating Dwayne Wade in the Heat in that 2011 finals. Do you think it makes it a little bit sweeter for Dirk knowing that he goes in the Hall of Fame at the same time as the guy who he vanquished to get his biggest victory? 100%, especially when everybody swore up and down LeBron and then we're going to win it all. Makes it, I mean, at least for me, it would make it. Mm hmm. They get to sit at the banquet. Dirk probably talks them a little bit of trash. Right. <laughs> That's but, the best part, too. You get to pretty much, not necessarily rub it in their face, but <laughs> I got you. Mm hmm. For sure. But I don't know. Tony Parker, I have one. Uh, I have a feeling that Brent Barry was not watching his Hall of Fame induction. For those of you who don't know, they were teammates on the Spurs, and Tony Parker had an affair with Brent Barry's wife. So, Tony Parker, great basketball player, not that great of a person. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, I've always heard stories about him. Which wasn't. Didn't he date Eva Longoria? Or was that Um, somebody in baseball? No, there was somebody in baseball, but he dated someone. I know you're talking about. Oh, I don't know her name. <sighs> Let's see. Oh, no, he did. He was married to Eva Longoria for four years. Oh, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. I, I figured someone like that. Dude, imagine cheating on cool. Eva Longoria with Brett Barry's wife. Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> Yeah, that's got to suck for Eva being like a multi-million dollar actress and you still get cheated on. Yeah. You just can't win sometimes. Not everybody wins. That's the unfortunate part about life. No. And sports. Yeah, the Yankees definitely haven't been winning lately. They're in the middle of an eight-game losing streak, yeah. which is probably one of the longer losing streaks in Yankees history, if I had to guess. It's awesome to hear whenever um... – Spike Lee did some interview with someone from Atlanta, and he goes, the Atlanta Braves are just kicking our butt. They're the best team in baseball. That will make you feel good. Now, obviously, people know that Spike Lee loves the Knicks. But when it comes to baseball, is he a Yankees or a Mets fan? He's a Yankees fan. Of course, front runner. Right. But we just won a series against her. We just swept the Yankees in a series, which makes it ten times better. Yeah, the Red Sox just swept them too. And I guess the Yankees situation has gotten to be so rough that they actually had to have a meeting with the manager to talk about what they can do to better their situation and make them more competitive. Holy shit. Yeah, what what do you think the Yankees could do to turn it around? Goodness, they need to better their farm system. Um, they need to get younger players in there and develop them into a, an actual team instead of just having long bomb hitters like Gene Carlos Stanton and Aaron Judge. Mm-hmm. Which, Judge is good, don't get me wrong. He's just not having the season they wanted. He's been battling injury and stuff. Yeah, that is one thing the injury bug can really ruin somebody's season. Oh, yeah. Especially after the great season he had last year. I was really hoping to see how we could build on that. Well, the bad part is, too, is whenever Giancarlo Stanton plays like a bum, he's not producing. 
I mean, not even halfway. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like the Yankees have just been kind of rudderless the last mm-hmm. couple of years. I mean, Aaron Judge is being built up by the media to be the next great Yankee legend, but he hasn't really had the postseason credentials to back that or even the regular season credentials, honestly. He had a great season last year home run-wise, but. I mean, yeah, that's it. Yeah. I mean, he's only got one MVP, so it's not like he's been just absolutely dominating. Right. It's crazy so. what they do to hype up these players these days that really aren't even doing that good. Yeah. I mean, it's just because baseball is not as popular as it used to be. They don't really have that national media presence that helps them build up the younger stars. And so I don't really know what they can do to fix that, except for just promote better. I think getting more discussions on those national syndicated talk shows like First Take, Undisputed, Around the Horn, whatever would help. Because when's the last time you watched First Take and they talked about baseball all day? That's very true. Like, I mean, it even sucks because, like, the sports center is not even the way it used to be anymore. Mm-hmm. Watching it the other night, like, dude, as soon as they got to talking about baseball, they showed every baseball, like, highlight, mm-hmm. but it was for 30 seconds of each of them. It was like, what the heck? Yeah, it used to, if you were watching Sports Center on, like, a summer night, all the talk was about baseball. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, I can't lie, I haven't really watched Sports Center routinely in years i just watch the clips they post on youtube but from what they post on youtube there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of baseball discussion at least baseball tonight still kicking yeah that is true the bad part is uh, like will it ever go back to the way it used to be oh absolutely not i don't think so I mean, I think that a player strike in 94 turned a lot of people off. And then that coupled with the rise in basketball over the last 20 to 30 years. And the NFL has obviously always been popular, but they've just completely left baseball in the dust. Like used to, you could debate which was like America's sport, but now it's not even a contest. Um, and another thing, too, when it comes to MLB, like one of their top faces of the MLB is a young buck. His name is Wander Franco. Mm-hmm. Supposedly he's been, he was in, an, in a, like a relationship with a, like a young girl. Like, ah. pretty, yeah. like That's never a good read. He was, he was, I'm talking like, I don't know. Full details yet that have came out, but supposedly they they were together whenever she was young, young, and he was like old enough to know better and all that. And then it turned yeah. into like I guess it gradually got more and more, and they became in a relationship, and, mm. it, and now I guess it's getting out. Yeah, the press that Major League Baseball has gotten over the last couple of years hasn't really been positive like you got the whole astro scandal trevor bauer getting it on Mm -hmm. (laughs) all like 
Yeah. A bunch, of the, a bunch of the people are saying that Wander Franco is very unlikely to play in the MLB again, which would be a huge hit to the game. Yeah. So, I mean, who knows? So far, scandals like that haven't seemed to hurt the NFL. Right. Well, because I mean, NFL. yeah, I feel like the NFL at this point is just so big that no one player can hurt the franchise unless somebody pulls like an OJ Simpson deal again. Like Aaron, Aaron Hernandez murdered somebody and played an entire season, and the NFL didn't skip a beat. Very true. The only thing that could probably bring down the NFL would be if like one of their top top players got in some major controversy, and not like Deflate Gate, but like doing some actual like terrible human being type stuff. But even then, it probably just what only ninety five million people would watch a Super Bowl instead of one hundred ten million. And. The best, well, I say best, but like a bad part of it too is it would have to take like I'm talking like almost I'd guarantee like out of the whole NFL it'd have to take at least like 20, 20 people or some shit like that for it to really really go down the gates. You know what I mean? Like it would mm-hmm. have to be like a whole controversy of like just a epic like proportion of players or you know what I mean? Yeah. Now, I'll ask you this. Say you're Rob Manfred. What do you do to get the MLB back in popularity to where it was in the steroid era? Stop testing. Really? You'd legalize steroids in baseball? I wouldn't necessarily legalize them, but we would stop testing. Well, that's pretty much the same thing. No, well, listen, as much. Like, I wouldn't do it. I would only feel like. Give them enough time to get out of their system, and then we test, <laughs> and then they get. You send them a memo. Hey, we're testing you in two months on yeah. this date at this yeah. hour. So do with this information what you will. Right, but well, I would say like, obviously, I would let them like pop steroids in their ass and let them keep going. But like, <laughs> I would, I would restrict as many of the. You know, PEDs and all that. I would, I would loosen up the ranks a little bit on what you could and couldn't use. Would you at least restart the record book? Uh, I wouldn't restart the record book. No, probably not. But the people who did it before and all that, they obviously uh, it would just be where they at. It is what it is. But I think Aaron is still the home run king. Well, one thing, and I think we've talked about this before, that's interesting, is that when the MLB a couple years back said that they would start counting Negro League stats towards MLB player statistics and stuff, Hank Aaron had just enough home runs in the MLB that it would put him over the top of Barry Bonds as far as MLB home runs go. And nobody really talked about that. I don't know if they're just quietly swiping that under the rug or what. But as far as the MLB goes, Hank Aaron should still be considered the home run king if they're going to actually count those MLB stats as valid as far as MLB records. And, I mean, 
I wouldn't see why they like, if they're gonna bring that into the perspective. Why would, why not talk about it? Why not like bring it up? <laughs> I can't even remember. I think Hank Aaron was alive when they did that too. He, if I were him, I totally would have sent some like facts or memo to Barry Bonds, being like, "Send me back the crown, man. The king is back." Cue the, the Jay Z song. <laughs> but yeah, who knows how we got what two months until postseason baseball or World Series baseball? So, yeah, World Series baseball playoffs start in about three weeks, right? Oh, uh, sure. It's the beginning, the middle of September. Yeah, so that'll be exciting to see. Let's look if they've got a playoff picture up on MLB.com. Yeah, I want to say it's like middle of September. I don't know the exact date. It'll start, it'll start though, but the Braves have a four and a half game lead over the Dodgers. The number yep. one spot in the National League. So, if they get so an automatic first round. Yeah. And you hope it'll be against the So, at the moment, it's looking like round one. The Braves and the Dodgers will get first round buys. And it'll be the Brewers versus the Cubs and the Phillies versus the Giants. So you got any predictions for that? Yeah, the Giants are definitely gonna. It would be if it's like that. Mm-hmm. I think the Giants will take the series. Who's the other team? The, the Phillies and the or the yeah, the Giants and Phillies and Brewers and Cubs. I think the Cubs will take the series against the Brewers. Taking then, a number six seed over a number three seed. Yeah, I think, I think the Cubs will take them out. I hope so. I always I've always been a Cubs fan ever since we were the. 2008 Cubs getting second place. Yeah. And the curse of the Billy Goat even got the better of us. Yeah, no kidding. They can never beat the dang thing. Red Sox, Rich Cormier. Yeah, but I think the, I see the Cubs being everyone now. But we would, we would beat whoever. So the Dodgers would beat whoever. Yeah, would you be confident in that series or do you think it could go either way? There we go. And then for the American League, it's at the moment the Orioles and the Rangers would get first round buys. And it would be the number three seed Twins up against the number six seed of Mariners and the number four seed Rays against the five seed Astros. Dude, that's crazy. After the race really started the season going instantly, and now they're the fourth seed. Yeah. Oh, I trust I had a good friend at Alabama who was a massive Rays fan, and he would go nuts every time the Rays would add on to their win streak, talking about how they're the best team since 1903, bro. And look where they are now. Yeah. Fourth place. Yep. I got a feeling the Astros will beat them. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I don't see Billy Porter being an Astros or way more experienced in the playoffs anyway. So they're 10 times more of a playoff team than any team. Yeah. But, I mean, obviously, we're going to win more, but it gives them a better chance than most teams. Yep. So, let's see. I'd probably say Astros and Twins get out of their rounds. I'm calling right now Orioles Braves World Series. That would be nuts, but I think it's going to be Rangers and Braves. 
I mean, either one would make for a good matchup. Are you ready to predict the Braves World Series win right now, or do you want to see how they start in the playoffs first? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say we're winning it all. All right. Hopefully they play more like 95 Braves, not the 98 Braves. Right. I don't think they played like a couple years ago. Yeah. Well, Atlanta, Georgia sports in particular, have been pretty booming at the moment. Yeah. Bringing a lot of buzz to the city of Atlanta, too. That's the best part. Yeah, Atlanta needs it. I've always hoped that one day we could jump to be a big market city and not just, you know, like, I don't know. I guess I would call us an upper mid market city. Would you agree right. with that? Well, well, another thing, too, about Atlanta here is like, we don't have the, like, we have the big superstars and that. We have the mm-hmm. Braves. And then we have Trey Young for basketball. But it's like, our. <laughs> All Atlanta sports just play as a whole. Yeah, like all Georgia sports, they just play as a full team. Like there's never always just that one person doing everything. Yeah. You never know what you're going to get. Like the Braves, Nicky Lopez coming off the bench. Dude, he's been killing it lately. Yeah, for sure. Spencer Strider, I saw he got some more praise in the media the other day. I think he pitched a really good game. Yeah, I finally came back and. You know, for everything you did wrong the other night. At the moment, would you say he's the best pitcher in the Braves rotation? Oh, yeah, 100%. He's our number one. Do you have any uh, MLB awards predictions? Uh, I think Ronald Cooney Jr. is going to win the MVP for the uh, National League. Otani's going to win it for the uh, American League. That'd be good. The Braves haven't had an MVP since Chipper in 99, right? Um, I think that's when Chipper won it. Let me double-check that. But can't remember. I don't remember anybody from the Braves winning it. Yep, Chipper was the NL MVP in 1999. Also, shout-out to Chipper. Got inducted into the Hall of Fame with 97% of the ballot. Probably the greatest switch hitter of all time. That will always be Mickey Mantle. Yeah. I was very sure I forgot about that. But he's definitely the second greatest switch hitter of all time. Yeah. I've always respected switch hitters. I wish there were more of them. But it seems like it's kind of a dying art. Yeah. uh, It's hard to dang. It's hard to, like, master the art of switching. Yeah, because, I mean, you could have uh, something wrong with one side of the plate, like a little swinging dip or whatever that you have to work on to straighten out. But the other side of the plate is perfectly fine. And I feel like it would be easy to get those streams crossed and just get your whole game out of whack. But, I don't know. Got any other MLB topics you want to cover while we're on it? Uh, no, no, I think we talked about everything. Yep, going back to NBA, James Harden, did you see the latest news with him? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's wild. As soon as we got off our last stream, he decided to go bonkers. And- yep, so he was at an interview in China where he stated that he called Daryl Morey, the Sixers GM, a liar, 
He said his relationship with 76ers was beyond repair and that he had no intentions of ever playing for them again. And the ML or MLB NBA has just started an investigation into the accusation that Daryl Morey's a liar because they want to see if there was some type of contract handshake deal that James Harden and the 76ers had in place that Daryl Morey may have reneged on, which explains why James Harden's so mad at him. So that's what the NBA is currently investigating. Maybe they'll give us some good fodder for this show. But if James Harden's upset about a handshake deal being fallen through, I would have to say is you get paid how you play. And Daryl Morey very easily could have made that handshake deal anticipating James Harden to be the James Harden that he had in Houston, and that just has not panned out. Yeah, it, what really bothers me about it, too, is as soon as he left the country and got all the way to China and stuff is when he started talking about it. Like, he didn't want to just man up and talk to Daryl Morey about it. Yeah, like, be, be a man and say something about it instead of going over the country or going to a different country and making a whole scene. And it's just, it was wild the way he went about it. Yeah, Daryl Morey and China just don't seem to jive very well. Yeah, no, they don't. I don't know. That just seems to be how people do it now. They've got one year left on their contract, so they pitch a fit and demand a trade or demand a new contract. Like, I don't know. That just seems to be the way it's done now. Right. Shout out to Karen and James Harden for doing that. <laughs> Where do you think James Harden could go to make an impact? Uh, actually, Houston, just because of those younger players and how good they are, mm-hmm. and how good they could be, how good he was, but I, that, that would just be his best spot for me. I don't see where he'd go fit in anywhere. I mean, yeah, I don't know. He doesn't seem to me like he's willing to be a second tier star or a supplementary piece. He seems like he still wants to be that guy, even though he doesn't have the skill set to be that guy anymore at his age. So I think his best bet as far as what will make him happy is just going back to Houston, putting up stats, and not making the playoffs. But I do think if he could somehow maneuver his way to like the Heat, which everybody seems to want to go to the Heat now, like the Heat, the Celtics, the Lakers, like one of those top-tier teams, I think whatever team he goes to would instantly be a championship contender. Oh, yeah, especially someone like that. But, I mean, it's like the Heat bringing up to the Heat thing, dude. They're trying to look at getting Joel Embiid if he doesn't go to the Sixers. Well, I saw the Knicks are looking at Joel Embiid right now, but, I mean, the the Knicks look for everybody. (laughs) Yeah. But, yeah, the Heat were interested in Joe Embiid as well. And I was like, what in the world? Could you imagine? Yeah. No, I, I don't see him leaving the 76ers at the moment. I, I feel like kind of like the Heat fans are becoming as delusional as Knicks and Lakers fans. They uh-huh. think that they're just going to land every free agent. Oh, Dame Willard's going to the Heat. James Harden's going to the Heat. Joel Embiid, he's going to the Heat. 
Whereas realistically, they could very well end up with nothing. Absolutely nothing. I think they'll end up getting Dame Lillard. I don't know if it'll be before the season starts, but I think at the very least by November, he'll be on the heat. No, I don't see how. I don't think they'll get rid of him. At least not this season. It'll be next season, if anything. You don't think he's leaving Portland? No, not this season. I just don't get what him being there benefits either side. Uh, I mean, they're bringing in those young rookies like Scoot Henderson and Free Simmons is doing really good these past few seasons. So, I mean, they're, they're trying to build around him, but they're just – Yeah, but he's, he's too old for these to wait for these young guys to mature. Oh, yeah, he's not too old. He's like in his, what, ninth, eighth or ninth year. Let's see, Dame Lillard is – Not even that long. 33 years old. So, these new, like, second, third-year players, by the time they really hit their prime, he'll be, like, 37. And that's if they pan out to be as good as people think they are. They're supposed to be. That's what the thing is. They're supposed to be. They never usually are, but they're supposed to be. Steph Curry's 35. Wow, I didn't realize he was that old. I mean, he is a shooter, so he does have a longer prime than somebody like a Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Westbrook's like... He's, for all intents and purposes, he's done. He's at yeah. the Allen Iverson on the Grizzlies stage of his career. I don't think he's that. Okay, maybe Allen Iverson on. He's he's like he's just such a good leader. Like that's all. Okay, T Mac on the Rockets. Would you agree with that? He was so bombing that school. T Mac scored thirteen points in nine seconds. Yeah, I think Russell Westbrook can go off for a game, but he's not going to dominate for an entire like season anymore. (laughs) Um, I don't think he would either. But who knows? He's still with the Clippers right now, so right. he might have a chance to play some competitive basketball in his future. Yeah. For his sake, I hope so. If there's any player I want to get an NBA championship, it's Russell Westbrook over anybody just because he just gets so much flack for not having it. Uh-huh. That's a bad part, too, about him, because he never did to deserve the hate that he always gets. Like, don't get me wrong, we know, I know I can't shoot, but... <laughs> yeah, that's putting it lightly. Yeah. But, I mean, he did average a triple-double for a whole season, so that's major. Let's see, the NBA has uh, put out the Christmas Day and opening day matchups. Have you had a chance to look at that yet? So it's looking like Christmas Day, you're going to have Warriors and Nuggets in Philadelphia at Miami. So if James Harden ends up down there, that could be a really fun matchup. Mm-hmm. But who are you taking, Warriors and Nuggets? I'm going to take the Nuggets for sure. Let's see. You've got the Celtics and the Lakers. That's a classic. But the Celtics are going to win. 
Mavs and Suns. Suns are going to win. It's a KD Kyrie matchup, I guess. Yeah. And then Bucks and Knicks. Bucks for sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, pick the same teams. Yeah. I guess that's the best opening or Christmas Day lineup that they could come up with. I think they could have done better, though. Maybe. All right. And let's see. Warriors and Suns are open tonight. I think the Warriors got that. Yeah, for sure. And it's the Lakers and the Nuggets. The Nuggets have that. Uh, actually, you said Warriors Suns. Yeah. I think the Suns are gonna win that. I don't know. I don't think they've played together long enough yet, especially with Chris Paul being on the Warriors now. Yeah, no, the, the Suns definitely won that. I don't know. The Warriors are going to be all right this year. They're not going to be anything crazy. Probably not. It'll be cool to see how Chris Paul handles coming off the bench, though. That's what I'm for. excited to see. You think he'll do a good? Horrible. You think he'll do a good job, or do you think this would be like the year we say Chris Paul fell off for good? I'm I'm afraid you're going to have to say that he fell off for good. But then again, it could restore his career playing with uh, Steph Curry. Yeah. See, whenever I saw that him and Steph Curry were teammates, I immediately thought about that time where Steph Curry just absolutely demolished Chris Paul's ankles. Do you remember that when Chris Paul was yeah. on the Clippers? Yeah, that shit was funny. I was like, and now they're teammates. It's funny how the world works. Because there was like a year or two stretch where they were the rivals for who was the best point guard in the league, and Steph Curry just completely blew him out of the water in 2015. Yeah. It, that was a uh, when he made him dance. That was insane. Yeah, that, that so to me that was like a passing of the torch right there. Mm-hmm. That's not even a passing. Steph Curry just snatched that thing. Dude, whenever they started making all the videos of him, like, dancing and doing, like, the mm-hmm. whip and nene to it and stuff, <laughs> that was so funny. Yeah, I remember I saw a meme where they photoshopped a twister board underneath Chris Paul. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a classic. Absolutely. How do you think LeBron's going to do in year 20? Um. Do I think, yeah, I'm, I don't want to say that he'll slow down tremendously, but I think that would be a decrease. I mean, he's kind of already started to slow down. Oh, I mean, like, yeah, but, like, I don't, I'm not going to say it. He's like, it's just going to be, like, a tremendous difference. I'm not saying he's going to be, like, barely playing, barely, barely playing anymore. And when he does, he doesn't do good. But... I mean, I, still have, he'll still always have, like, something to do with how the game's going. I feel like he'll probably average 25 points a game one last time this season. And I think he'll barely scrape by, like, 25.3 or whatever points a game. And then yeah. next year is when we'll start to see him hit, like, the 24, 23 points a game and then slowly dip, dip down every year after that. Yeah. 
hundred percent. It's definitely gonna be like middle to middle twenties a game at mm-hmm. least, and then like probably eight rebounds. But hey, I mean, if he can do that for twenty years, that's pretty crazy. I mean, yeah, he's definitely got the most impressive career longevity that anybody's ever had. Right. Now on to his son Bronny. He was recently seen at a basket or a baseball game with LeBron, so he seems to be doing better. They asked Sharif O'Neal, who himself is no stranger to health scares, how LeBron is doing, and Sharif said he's doing good and that this shouldn't be a detriment to his basketball career, but we'll see how accurate that holds out to be. Right, I don't I don't think he'll ever, obviously, number one, I don't think he'll reach that potential. But I also don't think that he'll be able to play too long. I don't think, like, most of his health things start happening with the heart. So they just look at it different, especially in the NBA. Dude, you're running, 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 running. Mm-hmm. And if you're, worried, if you're worried about it now, I can only imagine if you're doing that, like, 10 years from now, if you're still having to worry about that, like, it's just going to be constantly in the back of their mind. But I don't know. You never know. He could be okay and yeah. be one of the best players to ever play like he's dead. I, I, don't know, I feel like Bronny will be maybe like a two- or three-time All-Star, kind of yeah. like Alonzo Ball-level player. I think if any James Child is going to be an NBA standout, it's going to be Bryce. Bryce, yeah. He's Bryce massive. Is, yeah, Bryce, he's really good. How old is Bryce now? He's going to be like, what, 16, 17? Yeah, I think he's a sophomore in high school. Maybe so, even a junior. He's 16. I'm so it won't be, won't be too long before he's starting to make the – NBA rounds, or he'll become a prospect. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, 6'6 right now. So he's right. taller than LeBron was at his age. That's crazy. And Bronny's only 6'2, or was only 6'2 at 15. LeBron was 6'5, Bryce is 6'6. So yeah, he. I think he's the one to watch. Oh, yeah. For sure. But, I mean, some of his clips right now are just absolutely insane. I like the goggles he pulls off, too. It's pretty funny. Yeah, he looks like sick. a mix of James Worthy and Kareem out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's sick. Now, were you able to catch the Team USA game today? Uh, I was not, unfortunately. So, Anthony Edwards led America over Germany with 36 points. And a 22 to 5 run when we were down 16 in the fourth quarter. Okay. Yeah, so we about got upset going into the tournament. That would have been pretty much Team USA's luck, but. Yeah, I mean, that's back. like we were talking about last week. That's what happens when you don't send your best. You get upset right. by a country who has clearly less basketball talent than America does, 
but when we don't send our best players, they beat us. Exactly. Who knows? Maybe, maybe if Anthony Edwards, or like maybe if Germany did beat us, it would encourage some higher caliber players to sign up next to go around. I just, I don't think of that. Okay, if you were in charge, who would you pick for Team USA? Well, I would obviously be inviting like that. I would have Damian Lillard. Um, and the bad part is that most of them aren't even like they they claim they might be from the USA now, so they're going to play for different countries. So it's like, yeah, Damian Lillard be sick. Um. Anthony yeah. Edwards, I know he's on there now, but like I would obviously, I would have to have Anthony Edwards on there. Um, I'd invite KD, LeBron, Kawhi. Well, uh, yeah, but obviously those guys aren't going to do it. I mean, apparently Dame Willard won't either. Oh, yeah, I know, but you'd like to see LeBron and all them on there, yeah. But, like that Dame Willard obviously is not going to do it, like I said. But no, but I, I don't know, you just... It kind of sucks because it's a representation of our country and you want to see the best of the best. Also, I mean, there's no rule that says Team USA has to be for NBA players. Like, there's no reason Dwayne Wade couldn't suit up one more time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I mean, even <clears throat> like having guys like, um, uh, from these like programs and stuff, like the summer mm-hmm. league guys and stuff, have them come try out because there's a lot of dudes that play ball that are actually insanely good. Yeah. But who knows? Yeah, just some food for thought. Now, final topic that I've got down for us to talk about today. If you have anything else, feel free to bring it up. But Shannon Sharp's going to first take. So it looks like he just pulled a KD on Skip Bayless. Yep, he did. That's crazy to think about that too. I I, I, I like the move a hundred percent because I'm gonna. I feel like they're gonna bring out some really good content to talk about. I gotta be honest. I don't like it. Why? I it just like it's just like a KD move. Like, really, of all the places you go, you go to first take. Like, forget, obviously, him and Skip had their issues towards the end. But that's just so disrespectful to all the friends that he made at Fox. All of the, I don't know, it's just, he competed against first take for years on Undisputed. He spent seven years trying to become the part of the number one sports talk show in the country or the world. And now he's just going to flip ship like that. It's one thing if he was just going to do like a one-off performance, but that he's going to become like a regular contributor. I don't know. It just doesn't feel sincere or right to me, but that's just me. I feel you. I feel you. And I'm sure they're paying him. I'm sure they're paying him a bunch of money for it, so I'm chasing the bag. Oh, yeah. I mean, I get it, but like. It's also like it's wild to think that all the times that they were like, or like I guess all the moments that him and Skip had, mm-hmm. and 
and all the times that I don't know, just got blows your mind to think how fast it can switch up. Somebody will switch up on you like that. It's yeah. Which, I mean, Skip well, was doing him dirty towards the end as far uh, yeah, as. Yeah, I mean, Skip like, was being a juice and some wild stuff. I just, I don't know, maybe he did. I don't see, though, why they couldn't have hashed that stuff out and kept making the show. You know, all you got to do is probably look, Skip. Quit taking digs in my career. Like, I'm a Hall of Famer. Like, I wasn't a bum. Like, don't, I said, no fly zone. Don't go there, and we're cool. And all Skip should really say that is, yeah, man, like, we're good. I won't bring that up, but here they are. Who I wonder what Skip's next move is going to be. There's no telling. Like, he could team up with somebody crazy. It's, I thought they said something about Lil Wayne. That would be – that'd be kind of corny, but I'd watch a couple times. Dude, I would watch all the time. That would be sick. Now, what would be cool is if he could kind of get one over on Stephen A and somehow get Michael Irving to show up. Right. If he wasn't already coaching at Colorado, I would say they need to get Deion Sanders a primetime sports show like ASAP. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If he, didn't, if he wasn't the coach, dude, that would be the number one move right there. I'm honestly surprised that he never went that route to begin with. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he has his sons too, so it makes yeah. sense. That's why he would try to coach for a little bit. I mean, if he – He's done coaching and doesn't do good at Colorado, but his son gets drafted really high mm-hmm. and does really good. I yeah. would see him making that move pretty much. I don't know. I think Shannon, he should have gotten out of Undisputed but stayed at Fox because there are a lot of good talent at Fox that doesn't get utilized enough as far as like the major sports talk shows. Uh, hit up Marcellus Wiley or Emmanuel Acho. And see if they want to link up, make something good happen. Because those are two great commentators that I don't think get featured enough. Right. Or and another thing too is like it's just it's, football season is about to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could have them on every Sunday and NFL Sunday show and like all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe he could dust off Matt Kellerman, whatever he's doing these days. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, uh, next weekend, NCAA football is back. Yeah, this is the last Saturday of the year without football that we just had. So let's get it going. I'm excited. Alabama plays Middle Tennessee. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. Who's Georgia playing? University of Tennessee Martin. I don't know. I wish they wouldn't have so many tune-up games. Right. But TAA needs to pull one out of the NBA's handbook and make opening weekend like a massive ordeal. Mm-hmm. Like imagine if UGA kicked off their season playing like Auburn or LSU or somebody like that. Right. Yeah, there needs to be like some huge stuff going on but next season. Not like this coming up season, but obviously the next one is supposed to be like it's gonna be crazy because you have uh, Oklahoma and Texas joining the SEC. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Alabama plays Texas February 9th or September 9th. February 9th. 
September 9th. So, I, dude, that's one rivalry that I'm so upset that I missed out on being a student at Alabama. Like, we played them last year and it was away. I would have loved the opportunity to come play Texas or to have Texas come to Bryant Denny and play them at home. Yeah, that would have been really cool to see. Mm-hmm. Now, have you ever been to a Georgia game in person? Unfortunately, no. You got to mark that off your bucket list. Yeah, I know. I'll try to get it done this year for sure. Yeah. So, if you had to pick a Georgia game this year to go see in person, which would it be? Uh, Tennessee. But I would go, well, I guess if they play at home. I don't know. Maybe they play at home this season yet. I'd have to look at that. But if I go to any game, Georgia game this year, it'd be against Tennessee. You don't want to see the Georgia-Georgia Tech rivalry in person? No. It's going to be a blowout. Man, Georgia only plays two other ranked teams this year. I think so, something like that. Wow. That's pitiful. Yeah. Yeah. See, Alabama's got one, two, three, four – Five ranked matchups this year. Let's see. I don't know. Georgia, they'll probably go undefeated again just because of how weak their schedule is. They trip up anybody to be Tennessee. But I guess we'll see how they end up next week. Yep. I guess we'll find out, won't we? Yep. You got anything else for us? I'm good, man. Next week, I'll definitely have everything figured out to where I'll be on camera. Yeah, sounds good, man. I'll catch you then. All right, brother. You have a good day. I'll see you, you later. Too. Peace.